This episode is brought to you by The Social Circle Vancouver. The Social Circle Vancouver is a group of Vancouver's finest socialites and social rejects. Everyone's crawling out of a pandemic and getting back to life as normal. Come join us by following our telegram at The Social Circle Vancouver. This episode of WTF Landier Radio Show is not brought to you by the World Economic Forum, WEF, but the members of the World Economic Forum are gathering to bring about the abilities to create a phenomenal world. What is the phenomenal world that we are looking into? Well, join the conference in Davos, Switzerland. Maybe you can get on the guest lists of the World Economic Forum. WTF and WEF, not in collaboration, but possibly in the future. This episode is not brought to you by McDonald's. Don't you dare put your lips on that sh. The views expressed at WTF Landia are not to direct, guide, or sway public opinion for entertainment purposes only. You will owe nothing, and you will be happy about it. Yeah, that's right. Isn't it, Club Schwab? You think we're going to own nothing and be happy, and you guys will own everything, and we'll be just so happy about it, eh? <laughs> Is he even fully human? Uh, that's neither here nor there. Yes, I'm Klaus Schwab. I've penetrated cabinets all over the world. Ah, yes. We will take over the food supply and give them GMOs to make them stupid, and then they'll own nothing and be happy. <laughs> Listen, Klaus, I don't know if you got a little, uh, no one ever told you this, your little forum meetup. <laughs> We're going to win, and you're going to lose. Even though you're just representing a cult that's behind the scenes, we're going to win. Let them know that because of our unrelenting strength, you will lose. But if we don't take back our power by growing our own food, eating healthy, getting organics into us, and stop drinking fluoride, then they have a serious advantage over us. we got to revitalize and rejuvenate our systems. Chalk daily. The Good day and welcome to another brand new episode of WTF Landia Radio. It's your girl, Char Michelle. And what a day it is. What a day it is. I'll just I'll just say this before we jump into whatever it is that I came here to jump into with you. Um, I'm, I'm watching a train video. There's these videos on YouTube that you can watch. And it's like walking videos, driving videos, and in this case, train videos now. I remember my first train trip when I was a young lad, gal. You have to be specific, no I know. When I was a young female young girl. Um, I, I was, was I in junior high school, I think? So probably around 13, 14 years of age. And I went across the country from California to Chicago on a train trip. And let me tell you what, that trip was so fun. I think I've talked about it in a podcast episode a long ways away from now, uh, from in the past. But anyways, trains make me happy. So my daughter popped on a train video, and then I started to read, of course, and I'll glance up at the train video, and then I'll read this article that I'm reading, and I'll glance up, and then, uh, yeah, then I'm back to reading. (laughs) But it's very calming. (laughs) It's all I was thinking. It's very calming. It's very calming when you read articles that give you a little bit of a frenzy. 
There's a lot of stuff going on in this world. I just recently, well, I was just kicked off of Twitter. Now, I know I'm not the only one to ever get kicked, booted off of Twitter. But I take it personally. Because I am I have a little bit of, I, I have a little bit of angst when it comes to life. Um, and, and, and what I, and, and what I, you know, can do with it. Because I want to do a lot. And if I'm, if it ain't feeling right, or if it feels like, you know, um, people are getting in the way and it makes me feel a little bit like uh you know spidey senses is what i call it on this wtf landia radio it's your girl char michelle and her spidey senses has gone up i was booted off twitter on april 12th just a couple of days after me old birthday i thought what a gift from twitter what a gift they're so kind <laughs> now I do on Twitter I do see I, you guys know I'm not very social media-ish girlish I, I don't like to go in there and fumble around with social media too much why because it's you know it's, uh, it's it's a lot of effort a lot of time but I go in there because I have a podcast I have this radio show that I think more people need to listen to why because I'm doing this as a volunteer work. I'm not getting a dime for this. I need, I'm hireable, one. So if you don't take anything away from this podcast, take this away. Char Michelle, your host of WTF Landia Radio, needs someone to write up a nice, hefty little contract that gives me insurance for me and my children. And, uh... Is in the six-figure-plus range, of course. Obviously, I've got to make my way onto the Forbes billionaires list at some point. But we can start somewhere. I need a job. <laughs> Somebody who's hiring. A journalist. A broadcaster. I'm your gal. I'm your gal. So, it's my job is to go out there, create news, create newsier news, some, something that's going to get talked about, something that's going to be discussed. Usually it's the news that we're looking at, but I just want to make sure that you guys aren't all freaked out about it. In the meanwhile, I'm freaked out about it because I get kicked off Twitter for sharing a podcast. Now listen, when you read the podcast headline, you could go into it thinking, let me let me um, um, report this context. It says, Joey B., uh, insights manslaughter. Oh, she's lying on Joey B. We're going to take her and pull her into court. Well, just calm down. Just question marks. <laughs> I always put a question mark to kind of, not a, a blanket statement. It's a question mark. Like what? It's just the title is to pull you into the room, my friends. It's not for you to get in there and get in your, you know, weary bag and get concerned with what you're about to listen to. Or is it? I don't know. It's up to you. It's art. Okay? It's creative art. It is what you're supposed to do with art is you're supposed to take away from it what you take away from it. You take your own perspectives. I'm not going to tell you what to think. I'm just going to give you a perspective. Anyways, Australia is mad about that. Apparently. I got the Air Force looking for me. I got (laughs) some... um, pharmaceutical companies looking for me they're searching me up on linkedin and it's kind of sketchy because it's like it'd be one it'd be funny if it was like these are the companies that have been searching for you but they're all in the same kind of contextual they're all in the same area (laughs) and they're all it was joey biden threatens manslaughter and the mark of the beast Right, and I probably talked about Australia in there. I don't shy away from talking about it. I'll talk about North Korea if I wanted to. Why? Because I'm American and my freedom, my speech is free so far. Okay, so unless I set foot in Australia and want to, and you want to, you want that smoke, then that's fine. But I don't plan on going to Australia. I mean, I, I, I've been, I had my first international track meet. Australia was the first place I actually left uh, the country the the states for i went to run for compete for the usa track track and field and i won all of my events in sydney then i traveled over to brisbane but since then it seems like to be a very uh it seems to be one of those authoritarian style countries like north korea ish where you can't your free your speech ain't so free Anyways, when it comes to the vaccine, 
if you guys have read about how they deal with people on the vaccine out that way they they tackle the pregnant woman i think i talked about that i don't think they like it so they send in the air force for me <laughs> well don't i got kids and i don't i'm just a podcast i'm just a black woman on making podcasts i'm not joe rogan talk to him get me on his podcast pay me his dollars then we'll talk air force but in the meanwhile leave me alone so what happened was um, there are now people anonymously viewing my profile, but let's talk about it. On April 8th, when my podcast was taken down for sharing Joey Beast threatens land manslaughter and the mark of the beast, then like companies, people that work at these companies, Daichi Sanko, Sankyo, is that it? Incorporated? The Royal Australian Air Force? The Supreme Court of Victoria and Advara? Who are you people? And why is the Supreme Court, that's a criminal court, that's a high court. Is my speech really, really that much, that much of a crime? I'm not sure. But it makes my spidey, again, it makes my spidey senses go up. I'm just a gal. I'm just a stay-at-home mom that's trying to make some money. Listen, if you got, listen, if any of these companies are searching me up because they love my candor, and they love that I'm not bought or sold by any companies. And I speak my uh, improvisational, satirical, and periodical uh, mind. And you like that style? Then pay me. Write me a check. But I know you're watching, and we're watching you back. <laughs> but it doesn't stop my spidey senses from going up. Because it's weird. And the job titles of these people that are searching out, out my beautiful Shy Michelle name is the regulatory specialist, human resource, HR. Did I get under your skin? HR. Calm down. Executive director, the exec, hey? Wow. Medical advisor, of course. And it's about the mark of the beast. Medical advisors don't like that. Calm down. It's a joke. And if it's not a joke, then it's just me freedom, speaking my freedom. But listen to the disclaimers. It's all literally just for... Uh, entertainment purposes it's not to guide or to sway uh you know human resource opinion calm down i just want to put this out there in the airwaves so that you know you guys looking for Char michelle if she hasn't posted a podcast in a while it's these guys they're mad at my mark of the beast comment on my podcast and i'm talking about how they tackled a pregnant woman in australia somewhere for being out during the pandemic uh indoor activity we did an indoor activity for a long time and it was called lockdown no one likes it look at shanghai yeah it's getting rough out there some people are getting real anxious it's very weird you got these nice condos they sit above the city and for the first couple of days it's fine but when you're ambitious and you've got things to do like many of the chinese people they don't like the fact that they've been indoors for two three weeks four weeks months at this point probably it's weird but this world is weird and speaking of the article I was reading before my lovely daughter put on this train video for me to calm just to watch in the morning and just enjoy while they have the day off and I drink my coffee look I'm a queen around my home if I'm not a they might not recognize this globally globally yet but around my home, they recognize this. My children be waking up, Mom, would you like a coffee? As my, my son says, would you like a coffee? Coffee is what he says. My daughter is like, I, I took care of that this morning. But, and, you know, popped one on my bedside table. Popped on a, well, at first they wanted to watch a video about all the flags around the world. See, we do ge- geography training to train my brain because... You know, being an American, growing up in American schools, we did not really focus on geography as much as we, as we should have. I should know a lot more about, you know, the flags, where, the, where they're from, what they mean, geog- ge- geographical um, images of the map. I should know where those things are. I don't, so they're teaching me. So we started off with that, and then they wanted to go and watch a World War Two style movie, which is really not up my alley. So I put I kiboshed that. Said, okay, well, 
we can only learn so much this morning, folks. <laughs> I need I need calm. My brain likes to work in calm fashions. Just because I have to report on such shifty news, it makes makes me it makes me uncomfortable. By the time I get up here on this microphone and press record, then I'm uh, so uncomfortable that it comes out. Uh, in a very strange way it comes out as if I'm very comfortable with the topic and I'm not (laughs) I'm just going to be honest there's nothing comfortable about anything that I'm about to talk about next but we've got to talk about it in the meanwhile Australia if you're listening Air Force, Navy um, anybody else who's you know in the government over there it's all good it's just it's just wordle it's just words with friends, okay? You can chill for now. Thanks. Well, until I get the Joe Rogan, Rogan money, and then you guys can tell me I've canceled and do all that stuff. In the meanwhile, it's just for entertainment purposes. It's not for, it's prop. I'm a, I'm a comedian. Even if it doesn't sound like it, if I'm, it doesn't sound like it and you're judging me off of that, well, stop being judgy. I'm, be nice. <sighs> Anyways, indeed. LinkedIn, thanks for the heads up. Um, but seriously, so I am looking at this article that comes up. And I think in the in another podcast episode prior, probably prior to this, I was searching up what we, WEF, was about, right? Because Macron. Also, uh, France, many of you are proud and, and have voted and your votes have said that Macron is now formally again the president of France and congratulations to those of you in that democratic society that that was your guy because see we know that in a democratic society 49% of us are happy when our guy makes it in the other 49 our freedoms aren't so free well unless they like to work together if the government can work together with both parties for the better of the people now we're talking about a land where everyone eats well and feels like they health care is not a threat to their social standing see socialists want to give people health care and um uh what are they called and anti-fascists want to want to earn their own health care capitalists like to earn it they like to say i get the better health care because i've worked harder i don't care just give me health care one thing that should be inevitable and inalienable is our health and our education so if i ever run the country the united states which you know what don't put it past me if this podcast will end up in the library of congress at some point also in a very fashionable style it'll end up in the met gala and uh the metropolitan uh you know museum and uh the museum of modern podcast art and all those museums that have really great taste it may even end up in the australian museum for people that are discussing australian stuff that it's american that should not speak on australian matters i don't know what kind of museum that's an acronym for a museum that's going to be very hard to pronounce but go off champs <laughs> It's hot in here. I'm getting hot. And it's not because of the heater. It's because of that LinkedIn search. Stop searching for me. Anyways. So what I was looking at this. Okay. Macaroon. Macaroon. Back to back on track. Michelle. See? As calm and as, as, as lackadaisical as I take these heavy topics. I get off track very easily because of this. Because of that. I am actually driving through uh, on the train right now. I'm driving through. Uh, Japan and let me tell you about these cherry blossom trees throughout oh, when I hit when I visit Japan on my world tour like my Obama my Michelle Obama book tour on my Char Michelle WTF Landia radio podcast tour I want to take this train okay all throughout Japan and see these beautiful cherry blossoms okay my children you probably be with me if I can get them to take a break from their college courses and and jump on and travel with me around the world maybe sometime in the summer definitely my husband will be with me that I'm married at that married to at that point but um in the meanwhile again hire me hire me journalist you need a journalist you need a podcast broadcaster I am your girl okay Okay, back on track. My gosh, I am really trying to get a job. I got to pay the bills. Mama got to buy these kids food. But listen, 
I was shaking off the newspaper, looking at the train tracks, going through Japan, watching the cherry blossoms, and thinking about Macron and how he won the election. He is now, again, the president of France. He's young, he's attractive, but so is Justin Trudeau. He's young and attractive, and he shook out the Emergencies Act on his people. It's sketchy, and now they're looking into it. I just read that in the paper this morning, too. We can travel over to that uh, issue at another day. But right now, we're talking about the uh, World Economic Forum. And many people have their questions about what is the World Economic Forum. People are talking about it. I heard it so many times. Klaus Schwab, Klaus Schwab, Klaus Schwab, Klaus Schwab. Now the German Air Force is going to be looking into this podcast. So I'm going to share it on Twitter and someone's going to get mad, but it's okay. It's my job. I got to get, again, trying to do this thing for a living. I got to get paid. You guys need to hear this, my voice in candor. But listen, the World Economic Forum has been something that a lot of us who are not into necessarily theoreticals are, are interested in searching up the, the, the information behind all these conspiracy theories. Or are they conspiracy theories? Um, the Google works still until they start to really start to limit our information. I hope that they don't anytime soon, but right so far you can find some articles that are veered towards just what you want what you're looking for, you know, and I just searched up world economic Forum, and one of these things popped an article popped up. So I'm going to read it and it is, um, by opendemocracy.net and, uh, it's called conspiracy conspiracy theories aside there's something fishy about the great reset and the great reset is um something that the well we'll talk about it how about this let me not try to give you the short story long let me give you the long story long and we can go over this article together and then we're going to talk about it because i personally am learning about it along with you and oftentimes on this wtf landia radio show with your host your girl Sean Michelle, is we're learning together. And I always say, do your own research. Don't just take my research uh, for the reference points. Do your own because oftentimes your Google search might pull up some that mine didn't because based on geographic location. Okay? The Great Reset Conspiracy Theories don't seem to want to die. The theories were triggered by the World Economic Forum Summit last year, which had the theme, The Great Reset. Now, and they argued that COVID crisis was an opportunity to address the burning issues facing the world. That, according to the BBC, and the term Great Reset has received more than 8 million interactions on the Facebook. Now, I don't do the Facebook. It's something that feels very aggressive. Facebook is like people pulling up out, pulling up on you out the past that you want nothing to see or do with. They have way too overly opinionated and it feels elderly for me. And I'm not young, but I'm not old. I'm not Facebook old. So the Facebook is not my jam. But it does have over the Great Reset has over eight million interactions on on the Facebook. And it's been shared almost two million times on the Twitter. On the tweet there, since uh, Weef initiative was launched. Now, the set of conspiracy theories around the Great Reset are nebulous and hard to pin down, but what I found out as piecing them together gives us something like this. The Great Reset is the global elite's plan to instate a communist world order by abolishing private property while using COVID-19, C-19, to solve overpopulation and enslaving what remains of humanity with vaccines. That's a lot. That was a lot to chew. The C-19 uh, pandemic is a good little starting point to give people to take some freedoms away, make you depend on your, you know, your government, get, depend on, depend. And then you don't own anything. If you get uh, the vaccine, you might not live through it. If you get the virus, you might not live through it. Anyways, population population should it should be down, going down here pretty soon. It is, whether it was from the virus or whether it's from myocarditis and periodiditis, myocarditis. <laughs> Again, I'm not a doctor. 
I'm just a person that's reading an article, okay? You take, you do your own article research. I can't even pronounce the name, so don't come for me, Sam. Okay? But listen, intrigued by the play, by the palaver around last year's summit, we decided to find out what the WAIF's Great Reset Plan was about. At the heart of the conspiracy uh, are supposed secret agendas and malicious intent. While these may be absent from the WAIF's Great Initiative, Great Reset Initiative, what we found was something almost as sinister hiding in plain sight. In fact, more sinister because it's real and it's happening at this very moment, folks. And it involves things as fundamental as our food, our data, and guess what? The old vax vaccine. Okay? The real great reset. The magic words are stakeholder capitalism. A concept that WEF, WEF, World Economic Forum Chairman Klaus Schwab, has been hammering for decades, and which occupies pride of place in the WEF's Great Reset Plan. Now, WEF is the acronym for the World Economic Forum, just in case you guys get lost in the sauce. Okay, I'm not going to say WEF, World Economic Forum, throughout this whole time. I'm going to call it WEF. Get it? Got it? Good. And the Great Reset Plan, too. Well, from June 2020. So the idea is that the global capitalism should be transformed so that corporations no longer focus solely on serving shareholders, but become custodians of society by creating value for customers, suppliers, employees, communities, and other stakeholders. Now, the way WEF sees stakeholder capitalism being carried out is through a range of multi-stakeholder partnerships, Okay, bringing together the private sector, governments, and civil societies across all of global governance. Got to have a coffee break with that one. Okay, because now we're getting into this, the soup, the meat and the potatoes. So the idea of stakeholder capitalism and multi-stakeholder partnerships might sound warm and fuzzy. Now, again coming from my words and other prior vintage podcasts before this one, I always say these things are usually present, presented in a noble way, a, a noble gesture to help to make something easier, to, to, to do something for the society. You present it in a package where, oh, we're just um, taking down racist hate off of Twitter and that's why we're all up in your DMs and we're putting disclaimers on things that you're sending to your friends it's fine but we need to, we need to make sure that no one's being bullied that's the noble effort right and that's the reason why we're taking Donald Trump but he needed to be off in Twitter Twitter if you ask me but um, now we're now we're going and taking um, free speech and Elon Musk is having a problem with it so he tweets and code but it's pretty obvious he's funny if you're not following anybody on Twitter, follow Elon Musk. <laughs> He's Elon. I don't know if you need a narrator, if you need a, a road dog, a homie, a sidekick, but I'm your gal. I like the way you think, but I'm a Jesus girl. So don't try to get me to think about building life on Mars. It's like the, you know, when they tried to build the Tower of Babylon all the way up to heaven. That's not going to get you closer to Jesus. You got to accept the Lord into your heart. Then. Then, and then only can me and Elon Musk work together. Okay, G- Elon, but I'm your girl. I'm telling you, I got time and you got money. But anyways, oh my gosh, back to the sauce. The idea of stakeholder capitalism and multi-stakeholder partnerships, like, you know, Sean Michelle and Elon, and it might sound warm, warm and fuzzy until we dig deeper and realize that this actually means giving corporations Check this out. More power over society and democratic institutions less. Now, we already know that there's a problem with democracy as a whole. Again, I said that if 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 your person, Macron in this case, if he wins, 49%, 50% of us are happy. The other 49% of us are not happy because now we have lost our party, which means we're losing some of the things that we hold valuable to us. 
because our party values and their party values are different. Again, unless we work together, the both party systems, all party systems work together for the people. And in many countries, that's not necessarily the case. So the plan from the from which the Great Reset originated was called the Global Redesign Initiative. Okay, it was drafted by the WEF after the 2008 economic crisis. And the initiative contains a 600-page report on transforming global governance. In the WEF's vision, the government voice would be the one among many without always being the final arbiter. Governments would be just one <clears throat> stakeholders in a multi-stakeholder model of global governance. Harris Gleckham, Gleckman, senior fellow at the University of Massachusetts, uh, describes the report as the most comprehensive proposal for redesigning global one, one government, new world order, global governance since the formulation of the United Nations during, well, guess what? World War II. It's, and it's ironic that we're going through a war right now, right? We got a war going on. There's a pandemic happening. People are traveling. There are cruise ships rolling up to Vancouver, getting the celebrity. Look, it's too early. <laughs> There's no mask on either. People are walking around here maskless. I'm seeing facial features I did not need to see. I forgot that you actually saw people's faces back in the day. I don't want to see them. I want to see your eyes. Your eyes tell me a lot more than your beard tells me. <sighs> Anyways. <sighs> So this is one of those time periods where the United Nations was formed during World War II. Why? Because we were distracted, one, possibly, two, because that would bring people to the understanding that this is a noble effort to bring the nations together so that we don't have people trying to nuke us. And we can get on that. We can be allies and friends and united, and right? It's, that's the first step into the global one world which is not necessarily a bad thing if we can all work together. And if it's all founded on Jesus, listen, all these things can be good if the Lord is involved. And that's just me personally. Again, I'm not trying to push my thoughts. You got to figure it out. Let the Holy Spirit guide you and sway you. But for me, I don't want to be involved in nothing that feels evil. Okay. So that's just me. That's my point. It's my podcast. and I'm sticking to it. Now, who are those other non-governmental stakeholders? Question mark. The WEF, best known for its annual meeting of high net worth individuals in Davos, Switzerland, describes itself as an international organization for public-private corporation. Now, Davos, Switzerland looks really cute. It's in the uh, Alps, and uh, I I, I want to visit there just because it looks attractive, and I want to be married and go to track uh, places and travel places that are attractive. If they need me to go and speak at the WEF, that's fine. Hit me up. Don't search for me. Well, search for me on LinkedIn. Don't search in a threatening manner where, you know, your government people are searching. It makes me feel like the Australian Royal Air Force wants to pick me up and take me to Australia to drop me off at the Victoria Courthouse. Calm down. <laughs> it's weird. But y'all know. Just saying it all out. I don't play with that. Listen. Okay. I have, uh, I have. A lot of life to live and a lot of podcasts to make. But anyways, um, it makes me think uh, that uh, Davos, Switzerland is, is, the, is, is the touchdown for interesting thought processes. And the WEF, WEF partners, WEF partners, uh, include some of the biggest companies in oil. Saudi Aramco, Shell, Chevron, BP, and so forth. And the food is a Unilever, Coca-Cola Company, Nestle, Technology, Facebook, mm-hmm, Google. Mm-hmm. These are all people that are joining this uh, World Economic Forum meeting in Davos, Switzerland. Okay, just keep in mind these are the, these are the companies: Facebook, Google, Amazon, Microsoft, Apple iPhones. We think your iPhone's cool because cool it has those three cameras in the back. They are sexy. It is attractive. It's sexy. I've got a Samsung 9. It does me just well. I report. I record this podcast on it. Doesn't it sound nice and crispy like I have a high-quality microphone up to my lips? Well, it doesn't. And then also the pharmaceuticals, uh, AstraZeneca, Pfizer, and Moderna. 
also attend these meetings. Interesting. They're all there at the same meeting. They got different juice in their vaccine. So, you know, Coca-Cola might be dropping off some. I don't know. This makes my spidey senses go up. See, now I'm reading an article and now my spidey senses are going to start thinking things. That All of these, first of all, we don't need oil. Let's stop that. Okay, we don't need, that's why we're fighting over there in Australia, or, um, not Australia, um, uh, Ukraine, and, uh, and, uh, Russia, are we, we don't need oil anymore, cars can run off of batteries, water, hemp oil, and so forth, okay, so stop, two, Shell, Sardiamrico, Chevron, BP, Unilever, the Coca-Cola company, Nestle, Facebook, Google, Amazon, all these Pfizer, Moderna, AstraZeneca. What? Y'all, that's like me going. Listen, I want you to understand how this works. Okay. That's me going to the dinner table with, um, let's just, let's just try to put it in this, in this kind of format with your teacher, my children. Okay. My teacher, your principal, um, you've got a problem with, uh, you know, studying on the weekends. So I'm going to dinner with your teacher, your principal, the cafeteria lady, and the people who make the food. Okay. We're all going to sit around. We're going to sit down. We're going to try to figure out how to get you to eat because you're not eating at school or at home. We're all having dinner together at the local spaghetti factory. Mom, the principal of your school, the cafeteria lunch lady, and uh, <clears throat> the people who make the food, uh, Cheetos, hot Cheetos. I don't know why I said that. It's because I want hot Cheetos. If I want, if you make me eat some at school, it's going to be hot Cheetos. Otherwise, I ain't eating. I don't usually like to typically eat at school, but my mom thinks I should eat, so she's having the round table dinner at the spaghetti factory with all these people. Now, what's going to be the intent after that? Probably to get me to eat. Probably to get me to eat, right? And then they'll put things in the packages that'll make it more intriguing by way of the, you know, lunch lady. All right, I'll do this and you do, I'll, I'll, I'll put together the hot Cheetos, the, um, the, uh, grilled cheese sandwich and the, uh, Sprite. Okay. And then, and the people that packages it, we'll put something in there, sprinkle something in there and make her want to come back to it. We'll put that, uh, uh, what's it called when you, what's in the, um, in the in the food that people always say um it's not good for you it's usually in chinese food and they say you shouldn't eat it but it's like salt i forget anyways you know what i'm talking about but it'll make her come back for more and the principal will make sure that i'm walking in there and i make sure i go at 12 o'clock noon or else she's going to tell the teacher the teacher's going to call my parent right so anyways that's just an analogy so we all we're all formally together here um, that's what that sounds like to me when all those companies are meeting and dabbles for a weekend of how we can change the world. Okay. Instead of the corporation serving many stakeholders in the multi-stakeholder model of global governance, corporations are promoted to being official stakeholders in global decision-making. Ah, I'm giving these guys stakeholding. You can get my kid to, to eat at lunch then you get a steak in you get to, you know, a $10 raise. Everybody gets, a t- you know, let's make it something more, more tasty. You get a $20,000 raise on your annual salary. Just for getting my kid to, to eat because, you know, I'm Char Michelle and I'm a billionaire and I can afford to do that as long as my kids eating their lunch at school. Okay. So that's what they did. They get steak in these uh, global decision makings while governments are regulated to being one of the many stakeholders. In practice, corporations become the main stakeholders while governments take a backseat role and civil society is mainly window dressing. Well, the government can take a backseat role unless you are a part of the World Economic Forum. And a lot of the go, go not a lot of them, but some government leaders, leaders according to um, the members that you can find on the Google so far, I think is like people like Macron or, or maybe even Justin Trudeau. I think there's some pictures that he's taken with Klaus Schwab. I don't know how, if he's official member, if he has a car, I don't know. I'm not sure, but these are people that has been gallivanting around with this Klaus Schwab character. 
right so people's got their spidey senses up again this is me looking into it reading into it because people are so up in arms and every time you see a protest go by you see these real economic forms and trudeau and macron are involved and they're trying to sway our society so then you got to look further into it and see if there's anything to chew on here and we're looking So the multi-stakeholder ecosystem, perhaps the most symbolic example of this shift, is a controversial strategic partnership agreement. The United Nations, the UN, signed with WEF in 2019. Okay, check it out, listen up. Harris Gleckman describes this as a move to turn the UN into a public-private partnership. Public-private? What does that mean? <laughs> I, that, that's a kerfuffle if you ever ask me. Anyways, let's continue on. Um, we can maybe look into what that public-private partnership means later on. Creating a, creating a special place for corporations inside of the UN. So corporations can get involved in UN decision-making processes if they see fit. Coca-Cola, we need a UN there to drop off some Coca-Cola um, over to the Ukraine laced with something that might knock off all the Russian soldiers. <laughs> or whatever. That was my brain. My brain thinks of weird stuff. Anyways, the multi-stakeholder model is already being built. In recent years, an ever-expanding ecosystem of multi-stakeholder groups has spread across all sectors of the global governance, global governance system. And there are now more than 45 global multi-stakeholder groups that set standards and establish guidelines and rules in a range of areas. According to Gleckman, these groups, uh, which lack any democratic accountability, consist of private stakeholders, big corporations, a.k.a., who recruit their friends in government, ah, civil society, and universities as well to join them in solving public problems. Oh, if you can get the governments involved and the universities, now they can teach you what they want you to know, that governments can make decisions based on what, you know, the World Economic Forum has decided that needs to be put and prioritized this is sketchy this is like this is what you call a hug you get hugged by everything that the one body has established think of that hug like your parent trying to get you to eat your food at school it's all there okay multi-stakeholderism is the web's update of multilateralism which is a current system through which countries work together to achieve common goals, a.k.a. the vaccine. There's three that the world is using, isn't there? Isn't there? Isn't there? Are they not, Are they having the meeting at Davos? Are they? Are they? I don't know. I think that's what it said. The multilateral system core institution is in the, is the UN. The multilateral system is often rightly accused of being ineffective, too bureaucratic and skewed towards the most powerful nations. But it is at least theoretically democratic because it brings together democratically elected leaders of countries to make decisions in the global arena. Or is it? Instead of reforming the multilateral system to deepen democracy, the WEF's vision of multi-stakeholder governance entails further removing democracy by sidelining governments and putting unelected stakeholders, mainly corporations, aka hot cheetos, in their place when it comes to global decision making but put bluntly multi-stakeholder partnerships are public-private partnerships on the global stage and they have real-world implications for the way our food systems are organized how big tech is governed and how our vaccines and medicines are distributed there are some farms that have gone up in flames all around the U.S., food farms. And I believe that Bill Gates is now a big owner, stakeholder in uh, farmlands throughout. But you can also Google these things for now. So far, so good. The future of food. Let's Speaking of Bill Gates and owning farmland all over and farm farmland going up in flames as of recently in the past six months. You can search these up over the Google. But the future of food. In autumn 2021, the UN is set was set to host the World Summit on Food System. This article is written in the past, so I'm reading it. Uh, TheOpenDemocracy.net. The future of food um, in now time, in uh, April 
of 2022. Okay, so um, in autumn 2021, the UN is set to host the World Summit on Food Systems, FSS, in Rome. This is necessary uh, given that 3.9 billion people, more than half of the world's population, are currently battling hunger and malnutrition, even though there is enough food to feed the entire globe. How ironic. People in Africa have been starving. The black people in Africa have been starving. For since as long as I've known, I've seen frail children on Feed Africa commercials. And Africa is the richest, wealthiest land for all industries, really. (laughs) How are they hungry? That's because certain countries have gone in and bought out the land from underneath them and make them buy their own food back. I think that's what my brain tells me anyways. So there's the problem. Even though though, yep, there's enough food though to feed the world. Africans on their own soil are starving. Interesting, interesting concept. Um, but this year's summit differs significantly from the past UN food summits, embracing multi-stakeholder inclusivity in which the private sector has an important role. A concept note from 2019 showed that WEF was set to be involved in organizing the summit, though it's now clear what the role of WEF will be. Abandoning pesticides is not on the table. How come? Ask Sophia Monslav of FIAN International, a human rights organization focused on food nutrition. There is no discussion on land concentration or holding companies accountable for their environmental and labor abuses. This fits into a bigger picture. Monsalve sees of large corporations which dominate the food sector being reluctant to fix the production system. They just want to come up with new investment opportunities. Now, FIAN International, together with 300 other organizations, have expressed their concerns about the multi-stakeholder setup in an open letter to the Secretary of General of the UN, Antonio Gutierrez. Gutierrez. In a meeting with the civil society groups who signed the letter, Amina Mohammed, the UN Deputy Secretary General, assured them that strong safeguards would prevent a corporate capture of the event by allowing only platform or networks and no single corporation to the summit. Now, how is the United Nations, how the United Nations quietly being turned into a public-private partnership? That's our question, right? For Monslav, this only makes it worse because now corporations can protect their interest and hide behind the platforms because it's unclear who is in there. Indeed, a corporate partner list is nowhere to be found on the official website. The FSS organizers were contracted or when contacted for comment but had not responded by the time of the this uh, publication, the OpenDemocracy.net. Open So the signatories uh, to the letter fear that with corporate involvement in the summit, food will continue to be treated as a commodity and not as a human right. Now, if unchanged, industrial food systems will continue to have irreversible impacts on our health and the health of our planet. Big tech governing, big tech as well, another landmark in the development of stakeholder capitalism can be found in the big tech sector as a part of the 2020 roadmap for digital, digital corporation. Um, The UN Secretary General called for the formation of a new strategic and empowered multi-stakeholder high-level body. Again, it's not easy to find a list of stakeholders, but after some digging, a long list of roundtable participants for the roadmap includes Facebook, Google, Microsoft, and the WEF. Now, although the functions laid out for this new body are quite vague, civil society organizations fear it will come down to big tech creating a global body to govern itself. This risks institutionalizing these companies' resistance again against effective regulation, both globally and nationally, 
and increasing their power over governments and multilateral organization. If the body comes to fruition, it could be a decisive victory in the ongoing war. Um, Google, Apple, Facebook, Amazon, Microsoft is waging with governance over tax evasion, antitrust rules, and their ever-expanding power over society. Now, more than 170 civil society groups worldwide have signed an open letter to the Secretary General of the UN, Gutierrez, this time to prevent the digital governance body from forming. The Secretary General was approached for comment but had not replied at the time of this publication. Okay? There is so much more to go on. I will have to do a part due on this because... Now we're entering other territory. And uh, I will do that in the coming days. But I want us to think about this. Think about that getting your kid to eat at school, in the home. And you got to get the bodies together in order to, you know, come up with the one solution, which is to get your child to eat. You got to talk to the principal, the lunch lady, the people who are packaging and making these things, make it tasty enough for your child to eat. Whether that's making it making the vaccines together, whether that's coming up with a global governance of big tech and the algorithms, or whether that's, you know, a single mom trying to figure it out. My brain is, my brain is feeling like oatmeal right now. It's feeling sharp and sluggish all at the same time. I guess that's what you call private public sector. (laughs) My brain is existing in such a, a, a very, very weird wormhole. So that said, I think we have covered a little bit of ground as to what is not necessarily conspiracy theory, but is, is a more of an understanding of what this weef is and who these people are and who these companies are that are involved in weef. And it feels like the body. It feels like the body, the one world body, like the body of Christ. Everybody serves a different function, but all to work together. Right? Now, whether that's for your good, that's up for question. The body of Christ, definitely up for good. That's my voice. My, 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 my part in the body of Christ, I think, is my speech here, my voice. And uh, every, some, somebody else is the kneecap. Somebody else is the, uh, you know, the, the writer. Someone else is this and that, that, that. Keeps the body functioning, though. It sounds like the new, that's what the one world governance will be. It'll be a body of moving, various moving parts to keep their function going. Whatever that is. Whatever the end goal is. Whatever, uh, you know, Klaus Schwab is trying to do with the Great Reset. Apparently, allegedly. Uh, but again, I don't have to do a parent allegedly. You guys know this is a disclaimer. This is just my thoughts. And this is not for any other reason than for us to kind of get in here like Joe Rogan and think. <laughs> don't cancel me, though. It's WTF. It's not meant to to, to, to be canceled, okay? If, if, if you cancel, it can never end up in the, in the museums of Facebook, Google, Pepsi, and <laughs> Hot Cheetos. Uh, you guys I love you if you don't do anything I think what you should do is let your daughter put on a nice train video let your son not talk you into watching a world war II flick for goodness sake and enjoy your life listen we all have the same 24 hours a day Um, we're supposed to live it we're supposed to love it and we're supposed to not live too far ahead in the future or too far back in the past Back in the past is depressive, and the future is anxiety-inducing. And we are right now putting one foot in front of the other, trying to make the world, hopefully, a better place. I'm okay with, uh, um, you know, communism sometimes. If it's meaning it's not being run by a maniacal person um, that's trying to control a whole population by bad means... Because I think communism is the, the, the root word of that is community. My son got me to think of it that way. But I'm also into dem- democracy if the governments can work together for the common goal of their society. I'm also into people being able to feel free to, to Google, free to, to serve God, and free to not have 
you know, their tweets come down because someone doesn't agree with it and it's not hate speech. Hate speech should come down. Donald Trump tweeting at 5 a.m. on the on the toilet coming off a large party night. I think, I'm not sure. Probably not. I think the guy doesn't even drink. But he certainly is amped up at 5 a.m. His tweets were cray-cray. <laughs> they were, don't, don't lie, some of you miss him, right? For sure, some of you miss him. Whether you miss him or you don't like him, that's the thing about freedom of speech is that you have a voice to go ahead and talk about it. You know, hopefully your intentions are good. My intentions are to help us, us figure it out and to clown because, again, like I, I grew up in the 90s. We, 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 jokes are, are keeping us uh, uh, alive and ahead of, of, you know, the depressive parts of life. Look, I'm also black. I grew up in, you know, hoods of, in, of sorts. And the way we get through it is to laugh, is to enjoy, is to talk about it. And then going to university and studying politics, I couldn't just be, you know, reading what I was given. I needed to read around what was going on, you know? So, Behold the Pale Horse was one of those books that you... <laughs> I don't even think you should be able to read. I think I tried to, like, try to check it out once, and they were like, No! Get the... Anyways, you guys can read certain books before they're out of publication, before they're taken away. The best book to read is the Bible. Read that thing because it tells us what time we are living in right now. In my humble opinion, the Bible is the greatest, beautifulest, most alive book. The words are jumping off the page. I know I always say that, but the words are jumping off the page in, 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 in whether it's in so sometimes it's scary. It's not a warm, fuzzy and cozy Bible all the time. It gives you hope because Jesus came to give us that hope by dying for all of this stuff that we're looking at today on the cross. But we don't need to diminish Jesus' sacrifice by calling, by saying the universe and the creator. Okay, it's God, Yahweh, it's Jesus, Yeshua. That uh, we, that's responsible for, you know, what we have to look forward to in the future, and I'm grateful for that. Again, my humble opinion, I'm grateful to be a child of God. I'm grateful to be sharing the airwaves with you guys so that you can come up with your own opinions, not judging anybody, but praying for our leaders. Our leaders have it rough. Our leaders, our government, you know, servicemen and women, they have to make all these decisions, whether you guys think they're bought bought or sold, or they're in the Davos, you know, handing us over to the silver platter of Klaus Schwab. I don't know what you think, but I think that there is power behind prayer. And there's power behind coming together and working together in order to, to see that our children have a brighter future. All that said, I'm going to get back to my train video through Japan and uh, send you off with a kiss. Later. Bill Gates and Klaus Schwab. Let me just get this straight for a minute. No theories, no hypothetics. Let's just talk strictly fast. This guy says by 2030, you're going to own nothing and you're going to be happy about it. The World Economic Forum. He says that every single system, food, education, everything is going to be reset. Just a side note, we never voted for this guy. And he's coming into our lives, a stranger we never met, telling us he's going to reset our lives. We need to reset everything. <laughs> okay, dude. Then this guy says there's going to be food shortages. There's going to be more outbreaks of things. Now he's buying up more farmland than anyone else in the United States is the largest owner of farmland. Now food processing facilities are burning down at an unprecedented rate. 18 food massive processing facilities have burned up or been hit by planes and burst into flames in the last six months. He's investing in fake meat. The food supply is being destroyed. Where's the theory here? Something very strange is happening and they're telling you they're doing it. This episode of WTFlandia Radio Show is brought to you by WTF. If you have the same burning questions as we do, then you'll find it here. Well, that's our hope anyway. Bye.
assessing this podcast, I acknowledge that the entire contents and design of this podcast are the property of WTF Landia Radio or used by WTF Landia Radio with permission and are protected under U.S. and international copyright and trademark laws. Except as otherwise provided herein, users of this podcast may save and use information contained in the podcast only for personal or non-commercial educational purposes, no other use, including without limitation reproduction, retransmission, or editing of this podcast may be made without the prior written permission of WTF Landia Radio, which may be requested by contacting WTF Landia Radio. By assessing this podcast, I acknowledge that the WTF Landia Radio makes no warranty, guarantee, or representation as to the accuracy or sufficiency of the information featured in this podcast. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only and any reliance on this information provided in the podcast is done at your own risk this podcast should not be considered professional advice unless unless stated otherwise the WTF Landia radio group does not endorse approve recommend or certify any information product process service or organization presented or mentioned in this podcast and information from this podcast should not be referenced in any way to imply such approval or endorsement the third-party materials or or content of any third-party site referenced in this podcast do not necessarily reflect the opinion standards or policies of WTF Landia Radio. WTF Landia Radio assumes no responsibility or liability for the accuracy or completeness completeness of the content contained in third-party materials or on third-party sites referenced in this podcast or the compliance with the applicable laws of such materials and or links referenced herein. Moreover, WTF Landia Radio makes no warranty that this podcast or the server that makes it available is free of viruses, worms, or other elements or codes that manifest contaminating or destructive properties. WTF Landia Radio expressly disclaims any and all liability or responsibility for any direct, indirect, incidental, special, consequential, or other damages arising out of any individual's use of reference to this, reliance on, or inability to use this podcast, or the information presented in this podcast.